Good evening. I am crucified with Christ, yet I live. Yet not I, but Christ who lives within me. I want to thank God for the opportunity tonight to share what I believe the Lord has laid on my heart. And I do pray that as I share that our hearts will be encouraged and God indeed will be glorified. Would you pause with me for a moment as I lift my voice to him for guidance and direction for this evening? Shall we pray? Oh God, my Father, I pause this evening committing myself to you first of all because you, O oh God, and you alone are the God of the universe and you are in control of every situation. You know us from the inside out and we acknowledge that of ourselves we can do nothing but we can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. Lord, prepare our hearts tonight for what you want to say to us and help us that we will receive it as from you, Lord. I'm only a voice that you use. So get glory for yourself. And uh, we will be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and the glory. For we ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I would encourage you to open it with me to Romans chapter 12 and I would read verse 2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and prove what God's will is his good, pleasing, and perfect will. I don't know about you, but I've had a very difficult time uh, trying to find the will of the Lord. And uh, I recognized the reason for that was because instead of looking into God's word, I was trying to find it my way. But the word of God is very clear. And I pray that I will be able to share with you tonight eight points that we can use as individuals to find God's will for our lives because it's written out for us. First of all, we note in this verse a command, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. That tells me that 
we at one time were conforming to the world standard. If anyone cannot identify with that tonight, could you mind just raising your hand? I want to meet you afterwards, please. Anyone, anywhere? Okay. Seems as if all of us been there. We are commanded also to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So it tells me also that we can and should be transformed. Because until this happens, we will not be able to prove what God's will is, his good and perfect will for our lives. May I say to you that the world can transform us, but only, only Christ can transform us. We, in other words, can conform to this world, but only Christ can transform us. Knowing God's will. What is God's will? And what is not God's will? How can we know God's will? Is it common to miss God's will? Or is it even possible? Can I really know that I am doing God's will? That I am in his will? I am sure all these and more are common questions. Every thoughtful believer grapples with at one time or another in life. First of all, God's decreed will. The first fact of God's will is his decreed will. That is his sovereign, determined, immutable will. This determined decree is the demonstration of God's will that has four qualities or four quantities that I want to mention right up front. One is his absolute will and second is his immutable will, which means unchanging. And thirdly, it is unconditional. And fourthly, it is always in complete harmony with his plan, and his nature. 
In other words, the decree will of God will be holy, just, good, and righteous. Therefore, it will be best for us. And it will all work out together for our good and his glory. While we may not know the will of God for the future, he has given us a whole list of requirements that are his will for all believers. The first of my eight points that I want to look at briefly tonight is obedience. Obedience. Here we see in Ephesians chapter 6 verses 1 and 2 and I read children obey your parents in the Lord for this is right honor your father and mother which is the first commandment with promised. We note here then that parent and children constitute the family. Happy and content when there is respect and obedience within the home and unhappiness and resentfulness when there is anger and rebellion within the home. Paul advised the fathers who is seen as the head of the household and the children each to do their part in building a healthy family. Children must obey their parents. Understanding that rules are, are placed in the way for their own good. Fathers, on the other hand, has or should make the rules carefully not to provoke the children but to bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Parents and children all have the responsibility or a responsibility within the family. But secondly, we note something else that we need to recognize if we are going to truly know God's will. And that is that we should not be unequally yoked. 
2 Corinthians 6, 14. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? I can stop right there. But permit me, please, to share a little bit more about that. Jesus told his followers to make disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. A matter of fact, the original says, as you are going, make disciples. Clearly, Christians are not to hide from unbelievers, but should have an impact for God in their sphere of influence. God needs people everywhere who are ready to serve him. Paul does set boundary lines here, however. As such, we are to seek to influence the unbelieving world. We must not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. To be yoked is a picture harnessing two animals together. It was against God's law to yoke two animals of different strength for they would pull against each other and would not cooperate. And what happens is the time that is spent is not worthwhile. Uh, you probably could get a picture of what's that like. The donkey, of course, is saying, I'm not going anywhere. Believers who are yoked with unbelievers through close partnership, such as business or marriage, will find that they are pulling in different ways towards different goals. Believers should seek to be yoked only to another believer so that they can strive together towards glorifying God and then achieving other common purposes. But we note something else here. What is our support for our family like? First Timothy chapter 5 verse 8 and I quote, if anyone does not provide for his relative and especially of his immediate family, 
he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. To neglect one basic responsibility of caring and supporting of the family is the same as denying the faith. No one can claim to love an alliance to God while he or she is neglecting to provide for the family. Paul called such a person irresponsible, worse than an unbeliever. For every unbeliever understands the family responsibility. God gives us our family, and they are our first responsibility. We show our love to God through how we treat our family. We can truly thank God for the work that he provided whereby we can take care of those who are dependent upon us. Fourthly, we need to meditate in the word if we are going to know God's will. Psalm 1 verse 2 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Psalm 119 verse 11 says, and I quote, Your word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. The word of God is so powerful that it can actually keep people from sinning. Someone said, sin either keep you from the word of God or the Bible, or the Bible will keep you from sinning. And I believe that with all of my heart. I don't believe that we can genuinely look into God's word day after day and continue to commit the same sins over and over again. When a believer hides the scripture in his heart by reading it or on meditating and memorizing it and applying it to his life, they are insulating themselves against the process that we encounter day after day with temptation that comes our way. Often people give into the law of temptation because their hearts and minds are not focused on God and his revelation of himself. 
believers should know in their heart what the Bible says so that they can stand up to the temptations that comes our way and not sin against God. Fifthly, we note the fact that we should pray. But the question might be asked, how? Well, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 says, be joyful always. Verse 17 says, pray continuously. And verse 18 says, give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God. Or for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now, many times, situation happens in our lives, and we begin to complain, and we want to know, why me? Why is this happening to me? Maybe the Lord is doing a little sifting in your life. Maybe he is turning up the heat a little in order to burn off the dross. You know, silver, gold, precious stone comes out best under heat. But wood, hay, and stubble is fuel for the fire. When we are praying in God's will, then we are able to ask what we will. 1 John 5, 14 and 15, and I quote, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we are asking him for. Unfortunately, too many television evangelists, and I've been in a number of churches that teaches. You see something and you want it, you claim it. That's not what this verse is saying at all. It's not saying that at all. If you know, it is saying that we should ask in confidence, knowing that it is his will for us to have whatever it is that we are asking him for. In other words, if we are praying in the spirit, then we will be asking God for what he wants to give us already. So we know we have it. We don't have to think about it. Because if you have a child that you feel is worthy of whatever, and that child comes to you and asks you, not knowing that you know that he wants that, you will be the happiest parent in the world to make that possible for that child. Why? 
because it's something you want the child to have. You agree with me? You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't even think about it. So you, you can know that you have it. Why? Because you are asking in accordance with God's will for your life. So you don't have to worry about whether you're going to get it. You know you have it because you are asking in accordance with his will. It says in verse 15, and I, I'd like to quote it again. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask him for. And why we know that? Simply because we are asking in accordance with his will for our lives. But there is another area that really concerns me, and that's fellowshipping. Assembling of ourselves together. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. And I quote. Let us not give up meeting together. As some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another. And all the more as we see the day approaching. That is the day of the Lord. We are to come together like this so that we can encourage one another. Because each of us have at least one gift. And that gift was given to us in order that we encourage somebody else with that gift. The gift was not given to you to brag about. It was given to you to bless someone else. That's why we are encouraged to come together like this. But unfortunately, there are those who feel that as long as I can turn on my TV and see evangelist so-and-so, then it's all right. You cannot born with a TV. You're born with people, not things. And that's our problem today. We are missing out greatly because especially in the day in which we live, we find every excuse not to come together, fear of being robbed. And most of them that I talk to don't want to come because there are too many hypocrites in here. But the same individuals go to work six days a week or at least five days a week for eight hours a day with hypocrites. But they can't come in here for an hour and a half with so-called hypocrites once a week. It's amazing, but it's true. Seven, and I'm going to, I, I'm, 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 I'm rushing. I really was very convicted of this. I didn't want to be long on this. But the other problem 
that we seem to be having in the church today is proclaiming Christ. Now, I do the Billy, Gra the Billy Graham evangelist, evangelism course with almost 1,600 people trained in this little uh, uh, Bahamas. Matter of fact, Nassau. And the majority of the problem when you ask the question, what do you see as your greatest problem in witnessing is, I am afraid because I might be asked a question that I cannot answer. So I don't bother to witness. May I say to you that every one of us witness every day of our lives. Every one of us. Whether it's in your home, whether it's in your workplace, whether it's in your community, no matter where you are, you are witnessing the only Christ the unsaved world will see is what they see in those of us who are called by his name. So if you feel that you're not witnessing and you don't have to witness, it doesn't necessarily mean getting in the pulpit. My knees have been shaking for the past several days knowing that I had to come and stand here. Just the thought of it. But may I say to you, you witness every day. So make sure that you are not bringing disgrace to your Lord. That's all he is asking you to do. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify the Father which is in heaven. Eight and final, I'm going to ask you to help me on this one. This is the final point. And it's how we express our love. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 through 23. I want the male or the men to begin by saying joy is love and the women say lifting up another. Then the men will come back and say peace is love and the, the, the female will continue, go back and forth in that order for me. You can begin. Joy is love. Peace is love. Long-suffering is love. Gentleness is love. Goodness is love. Faithfulness is love. Meekness is love. Self-control is love. Do you think uh, we are doing anything close to what Galatians 5, 22 and 23 
and I'll bring it a little closer home, those in your, your, your immediate family, because they are the first to recognize whether or not you are doing this. In conclusion, the greatest love is John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. May I say to you, and I'm not taking this for granted, I woke up this morning at 3.30, and I was convicted because of a very, very strange dream that I had. And I am convinced many times we take this for granted. I don't know all of you well enough. And even if I thought I did, I'll be making a fool of myself if I were to say here tonight, all of us are walking in the way that God would have us to walk. I would be a fool. But may I say to you that each of us need to examine our own lives. Maybe you are born again, but maybe there are some things in your life that you know God is not happy with. Salvation comes through confessing and believing, says Romans 10 and 9. Salvation is the new birth, says John 3, 16, and Titus 3, 5. Salvation is a gift, not a reward. It's a gift, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Salvation makes people new cre creatures, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and Galatians 6, 15. Salvation gives eternal life, says Romans 6 and 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Shall we pray? Father, we pause tonight again to say thank you because your word is quick and it's powerful and it's sharp. And I, I just want to thank you because you promise us that your word will not return unto you word, but it will accomplish that unto which you have sent it. So Lord God, as your word has gone forth, speak to hearts. Get glory for yourself. Help us to live lives that will bring glory and honor to your name. And we will be careful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and the glory. Now, as we leave this place of worship tonight, go before us, lead us, guide us, and protect us. And we will be careful to give you all the glory because to you and you alone, all glory and honor and praises is due. For we ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.